0: Hey guys, I'm Caitlin Adams, and welcome to the Kirk
1: Students Podcast. We're the student ministry from the Kirk Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is where you'll hear sermons from Josh Lyle, Colin Grant, and other guest speakers. You can look in the show notes for small group questions and talking points. Make sure you subscribe and share with anyone who follows Kirk Students. If you want to know more about
0: us or get in touch, visit us at thekirk.com, or follow us on Instagram at Kirk Students. Now, let's jump in.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Communal Conversations. I'm here with my friend Reggie Flowers. Uh, Reggie and I have known each other for about two years now, um, yep. and we've been able to do ministry together, and I've been able to see um, some of the best and the worst parts of ministry uh, with him, which has been pretty interesting, things I don't think we, we foresaw. Um, but Reggie is a, a good friend, a good guy, um, loyal to a T, and so I would love for Reggie to uh, maybe introduce himself a little bit more, and then we will get going.
0: Yeah. Um, like Josh said, my name is Reggie. Um, I have been, feels like all over America doing ministry in the <laughs> most random places um, possible that the Lord has guided me to. Um, some really great and some not as great, um, but he has connected me with some, God has connected me with some great people um like josh like you who mm-hmm. um love jesus and hear about his people and want people to experience him and so mm-hmm. um right now i'm currently living in uh Nat- wow knoxville <laughs> tennessee that's how you know you've lived so many places you can't even remember where you're living um <laughs> i live in knoxville tennessee and i work at um concord church um which is like in farragut which is like 15 minutes outside of Knoxville, but um, yeah, I work out here on the creative team running social media um, and then doing graphic design and mm. photography.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Um, like you said, I've, I've, we're, I'm have i kind of in a similar boat. I think that's why you and I connected so well. Like we've been around for a while and we've been around in a lot of different spaces and we have been able to uh, maybe not only see a lot of things uh, even together, some of them, but to be able to feel a lot of things. And one of the things I know that, that you have a big heart for and I want, I know it's so prominent in our uh, ministry, uh, specifically here in Tulsa, but also in the church abroad is a big um, focus on mental health and just being able to keep some kind of clarity in your life. And so I, w- I would love for you to speak into maybe the role of, um, let's think specifically students for a minute, what what being um, mentally healthy as a, you know, middle school, high school, uh, maybe weave in your story a little bit growing up and like how, you know, some of the struggles of, of mental health, but then also how we can kind of pivot to get to a mentally healthy place, um, in that kind of age bracket.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, during that time, you know, I think the biggest thing, two of the biggest things is one, obviously relationship with Jesus mm. and like, seeking that out at all times like seeking that out but not just seeking it but also trusting that he is going to be um enough that he's going to fulfill whatever emotions you're feeling like that he's in control of every detail of your life Um, Mm -hmm. and then the second thing i would say is community like Mm -hmm. you can never be too young or too old for community God created us so that we could live in community with with him and with his people. Mm. And so any spaces that you can put yourself in that will surround you with other people who love Jesus and are pursuing a relationship with him um, daily is a good space to be in. Whether that's a community group, a small group, life group, whatever you want to call those things. Those things are important and those are those are places and spaces that I would say should be where you're spending your time.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the coolest part about, so a, again, people know like if, if they hear me writing or whatever, I'm taking notes because most of the time the people that I ask to come on here, um, they're not only like, I don't I don't ask people to come on here because like just the students are going to get something from it. Like I love Like the people that I ask them, I love their hearts and like, I know like they're going to share wisdom. And so the seeking Jesus daily, that's the third time um, that that a different person has said that on this podcast in different contexts too. So like clearly that's key, but also we said it was community. And I don't think our need for community changes as we get older, the community might look different but I don't think it changes. And so how do we transition communities or, um, so like I'm seeking Jesus daily. I'm in my life group or my small group, or I have a close knit group of friends, but maybe I feel like I'm outgrowing them or growing in a different way. How do I transition? Uh, now this is students, adults, whatever. How do we transition from maybe not an unhealthy place, like an unhealthy group to a healthier group, but like, how do I transition from, okay, this was good for a season. Now I'm going, to where the Lord, I mean, like we said, we're, we're transient almost like we've been in a lot of places. How, how do we do that? Or how do the people listening, like, they feel like, man, I've been in this group for a long time, or I've, I've had these friendships. I feel like I'm being pulled elsewhere now. Um, how, how do we do that?
0: Yeah, I think that's a really, really good question. Um, and you know, I, like you said, we've been on a lot of different places and a lot of different spaces and ministries and communities. Uh, and I think the most impactful community doesn't always necessarily uh, doesn't always necessarily fit what uh, the church would necessarily call um, community. Like mm. I would, I'm I'm saying to to students, to you, to whoever that community is important. Um, small groups and um, life groups and things like that are just convenient ways of finding that community. Mm. Ways that A church is giving you tools they're giving you to help you find that community. The community that I have right now is not necessarily a church-related community. It is a group of guys that have decided that they all want to follow Jesus daily. We all go to different churches we all are in different ministries different jobs uh, but we have decided that together and we live life together in a very natural way on a daily basis that Mm. is not necessarily always centered around studying the bible but we come together every week once a week to study the bible Mm. so so we're not just involved in each other's lives on a one day a week kind of situation it's a you know living life together not necessarily let me text you and call you out or ask you what you're struggling with or anything like that but like literally living life so that it is natural for me to call Josh up and say hey how's life going you just tell me what's going on then I pray for you and then we you know aren't we just call each other and enjoy each other for 15 minutes like right that's okay because that that can be beneficial to your mental health and your spiritual health even if it isn't necessarily um, church like you didn't necessarily <laughs> open up your Bible or go to church together
1: right you know? well and, and I think man like so so this, this is much better much earlier than I had anticipated <laughs> for it to be I I think so many times we uh, so you know like we have said like we're seeking Jesus daily we have this community but also like we're trusting. that, that whatever whatever we feel like we may be lacking jesus is a more than enough but b going to fulfill those things that we lack i actually have written on my board uh right here to my left that jesus will make up for every good thing that never happened in heaven like in heaven, he's going to make up for all these good things. We feel like we missed out on. Um, yeah. cause I feel like there's this, there's this fear of like, Oh, I'm not in a community. I don't have a good friend group. I'm not doing church well, or I'm not. And it's like, um, who put that pressure on you? Like, yeah. so, so be, so being able to, to find a place to fit. Um, and, but then to be challenged and also kind of like what you said too, or like, it's a natural part to just call your friends. They're like, how are you doing? And then yeah. we can trust that like what we say to, to our friends or like we can be vulnerable with each other. Um, yeah. That kind of leads me into my next part. Being a creative in the church, um, whether it be video, graphics, design, what like whatever it is, what does the role, uh, this is how it ties in, what does the role of humility play in like your specific ministry context? Because we have a uh, like a creative ministry, like student role, mm-hmm. uh, student leadership role. Um, And they do all of our pictures, they do our social media, they do all those different things. But what what role does humility play um, in what seems to be a very heavy, like artsy kind of part of the church?
0: Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, I think our job, like there's three of us on our team, I think our job is just, um, we have to think of our job as not us trying to create things for our pleasure or for us to necessarily It's not just about us enjoying it, but it's also about communicating. Mm. And you can create something that does not communicate well what you're trying to communicate. And so if somebody has to ask the question, what does that mean? Or what are they trying to say here? That's not a good place that we want to be in. We want to always be in a space and a place and thinking it in a way that, is creative and mm. still fulfills our desire to be creative, but also is cl- very clear and concise right. in what we're trying to communicate. And so being hu- humble enough to say, just because I like this particular style or I like this kind of you know, graphic or I like these kinds of photos or anything like that, it's just um, putting aside that pride and saying, but this is what translates in mm-hmm. this particular um, in this particular um, setting, or this particular city, or these yeah. kinds of people. Um, you have to think about all of those things and be humble enough to say, even though I am not, I didn't grow up in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I don't, you know watch sports or care about the Vols that doesn't necessarily mean that I get to act as though they don't exist or ignore the fact that people around here do like that wow. you know and so um, yeah so I think that's where that humility comes into play
1: I, so uh, and it, I'm, I'm gonna hopefully respectfully consolidate that to yeah. a you have to n- know your role B, know your audience Mm -hmm. and C, you have to know that context matters. Like your, your content is not as important as your context. And if there's anything that'll ever tweet from any of these episodes of communal conversations, it needs to be that. Like, cause I, I I get that, right? Like we're like, we're in Tulsa, um, not quite the South, not quite the West, not quite the Midwest, but we are in the middle um, and, and there are so many different lifestyles being lived and, and promoted and accepted here in Tulsa. Like you have the urban cowboy, you have the wealthy, you have the poor, you have the middle class, uh, you have the um, several different, um, I guess, places that people are coming from. Yeah. But our church message doesn't change to those people. Yeah. And so could, what are the dangers, even student ministry, church ministry, whatever, um, you know, larger church ministry. what are the dangers of, of being misunderstood? Like, because I, like you, you know, that, that we in student ministry, we don't really have the privilege of being, uh, of not communicating clearly. Um, mm-hmm. And if we're misunderstood, people tell us real quick. Um, yeah. if, if they feel like, like what we're saying might, so, so what are the dangers of, of, I guess, kind of um, not I guess not uh filter, I don't know, guess going through that filtering process of like your your role, your audience, your, what, what are the dangers of miscommunicating?
0: Um, I think in the creative world, the dangers of miscommunicating, um, uh, depending on what it is you're creating for, can be very detrimental in some ways because you're not going to get the impact that you thought that you would get so for example we just did a huge campaign um for easter well the easter crowd that we're going for is not you know we are not trying to reach people who go to church because people who go to church are going to come easter right we're trying to reach you know we're trying to let people know that don't usually go to church they only go on christmas and easter they don't really have a church home that they're connected to but they just want to know somewhere to you know go to church on Easter. So the communication there has to not be churchy. Mm. It can not be churchy terms that they're not going to understand used in, you know, uh, text when I'm doing like, you know, because I mentioned I run social media. Right. And so if I'm running social media and I'm posting something about Easter, I'm not going to use churchy words like join us for a time of fellowship, you know, with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, death and resurrection. Like nobody who, people who do not know um, Jesus or go to church on a regular basis are not going to know, they're going to feel weird about words like that, fellowship and resurrection. And, you know, like it it can be confusing. And so you want to make it sound as simple as possible. Something like, hey, come join us on Sunday for church as we celebrate Easter. Everybody can relate to that. You know what I mean? So like keeping it simple, keeping it easy. yeah. Um, Because over over communicating or trying to make something fit inside of the Christian box can turn other people away from. So we kind of have an opposite problem. I would say as a pastor might have or... So nobody's questioning necessarily our theology when we create something, Mm. more so than they're questioning how well we can reach lost people with what we're creating. Mm. Because we are not trying to gain the people who are in the room with our graphics and our photography and our um, videos. We're trying to gain people's attention outside of our context. Hmm. and so we're kind of having the opposite problem of where we will get you know we'll get okay well that was cool but like how does that reach people who don't who are outside of this context right
1: so So it's very interesting yeah (laughs) I I think and and I I think it's a very hard line to walk as well because like you just said at the very end like oh like that looks cool but yeah like cool the I don't know cool is such a such a strange concept like yeah and and it changes all the time and so like Mm -hmm. while your graphic might look awesome if it doesn't serve the intended purpose and it's and i think i think it's the same thing with like sermons too right like while your sermon might sound awesome if it doesn't serve Mm -hmm. the intended purpose and if it doesn't reach those who are in the room if you're sitting here trying to debate eschatology in a room of people that are just coming for easter right like, like what are we doing no, yeah. no one's you, you've missed it. Right. And, and I think right. that we, we really have such a you know, fine line or such a small window where like, we can't, if, if we miss the um, if we miss what we're aiming for, I, I think that we feel the impact of that rather immediately um, yeah. in the church world. Um, that's why on Mondays I turn my email off. So I <laughs> they can't email me about Sundays um, in in the creative role of, of church and in life and, and whatever, um, I, this is just more of a basic question that I'll dive into in, in a little bit, but why, why create anything? Why, why build, why draw? Why, why make music? Why create anything?
0: Um, wow. That is a great question. Um, and it could get really deep and I think I'm just going to go there. Um, I always say, um, that why not create? Because we serve a God who is the ultimate creator. So if he is the ultimate creator and we were made in his image, then why would we not have been made in his image to also create? Mm. Um, Because we are to reflect his character and who he is and he Mm. is a creator, he is the creator. So why would we not also create? Mm. Um, And so not that I'm saying that everybody needs to be a graphic designer or everybody needs to do photography or live in the creative world, but even people who preach, people who are doctors, people who are nurses, in some way, shape or form, you have to um, use your creative mind to problem solve and to come up with ideas and to ahead of the curve you know what i mean business people they are creative they have to get right. ahead of the curves all the time with how they're spending money how they're saving money how they're you know marketing their brand like all mm. of those types of things those are creative things and um i think more people are in the creative realm than they then they act then we actually really realize mm. in life and so um why not create like mm. If I'm a believer and I love Jesus and I want to be a reflection of God, um, then I have to create.
1: So, because I know that you will handle this well, I'm going to push back, (laughs) and I'm I'm going well. I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay, so let's say um, we're not living in the creative world like we are. Student ministry, God, absolutely. First of all, I agree with you one thousand five hundred percent. Yeah but I'm a 16 year old guy. And Mm -hmm. all I want to do is, I don't know, go to school and eat lunch and and flirt and play sports and, and music or whatever. Right. But when it comes to a specific area of creativity in the church, I feel you said, I don't know, you should create because God is a creator. Mm -hmm. And then my response to you is, but I can't do it as good as such and such and such and such? What is your response to me? I let's, let's say it's about create, let's just creating a graphic, right? Okay. Well, I know, you know, that might not be your forte, but like we can, you know, I can teach you this. Okay, well, I can't do it as good as you do it. Why should I even try?
0: Um, because every good thing takes time. And if it is a desire for you to create and you think that's something you would be interested in, then you got to start somewhere mm. and you got to start somewhere in order to get somewhere. If you don't ever start, you won't ever get anywhere. And mm. you will always say to yourself, well, I'm not as good as the next person. And that may be the case. I am not as good as other people who do graphic design, but mm. that's not, you know, I've heard it said a million times, that comparison is the thief of all joy. Mm. You will never find joy doing what God is creating you to do if you're always comparing your, uh, your product to the next person, Mm. because there will always be someone better than you, faster than you at learning it. Um, Uh. They may know different techniques than, you know, they may know techniques and you may not know any, you know, you might Mm. just throw stuff. You might, you might just operate like me and just look at something and say, this looks good. And this is what I want to do. And then have to learn how to do it. You know, Mm. like but that doesn't make you any less valuable as a creative, or any less important in that in on a team or as a part of any type of creative process.
1: Mm. It just
0: means that you're different and you're growing at a different rate or in a different way than uh, than another person. Mm. That's what I would say.
1: Man, I love that. <laughs> I, I love all of it. So we often look at. You know, I don't know who's. I guess you can always look at like the Mona Lisa, right? Mm -hmm. And we and I think everyone forgets that at at one point that was just a blank piece of paper, right? It was just a blank canvas, and someone had to sit through and think and and put you know the the brush and the paint and then put the paint on the canvas and then move and and but you had to start somewhere. You had to start with, with with nothing. Yeah. And you make something out of that, and I, I think it's so true to what you're saying. Like we we have a God who brings order to chaos. He brings yeah. something out of nothing, and I think that that's even if you think you know. And, and there's a difference, and I, I'm this. I want to push into this too about the creative. Like there's a difference between talent and mm-hmm. um. Or there's a difference between gifting and anointing. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between like talent and just being anointed. Um, yeah. And I think that we would say, like, your gifts or your talents or your skills, the things that you bring to the table that are tangible, they will fill the room. Yeah. They'll get people into the Louvre to come and see your painting. Mm-hmm. But the, the anointing, I think, is what puts people's eyes a little bit higher, puts them beyond yeah. you. And it yeah. points to the, to the points purpose to of the painting. And so I, I, in that, you know, the comparison is a thief of joy. And and there's this, you know, this thought, I want to know what role um, does, uh, I want to walk the line between critiquing and criticizing, not only other people, but myself, I think critique is healthy, obviously, criticism isn't. Um, um, And they, we kind of, we can facade that in the church world as saying constructive criticism. Um, But the issue that I found with that is most of the people who give that have never built anything. And so, so how do we walk this line of we're not comparing, um, but we are critiquing and we also yeah. want to make sure that we're not criticizing. How do we walk that line so that we can maintain these relationships and, you know, not deteriorate other people's mental health and not diminish other people's goals. How do we walk that line between critique and criticize, um, in this fragile space?
0: Yeah, I mean, create, creativity is a fragile space to live in. When you're talking about trying to teach someone and grow someone, I think this team that I'm a part of right now is really good at that because we have built a camaraderie. I think, I think relationship matters. Mm. No one, yeah, no one cares what you have to say until they know that you care. Mm. And so, because I know that these people in this office with me care about. Um, me as a person and not just me as a creator or me as a person who can create some graphics for the church or put up a post on Instagram. They care about me and they want me to be better at graphics, better at photography, better at running social media, that I can take the critiques that they give me with um, humility and say, okay, I see what you're saying and try out different things. Mm very rarely around here, do we critique each other's art. We are not critiquing Mm. the design. We are critiquing um, what that design is communicating. Mm. Like, why did you choose that? And is it pointing to like you said, a bigger picture or does it fit within the bigger scale or the bigger picture? We're not Mm. saying that the graphic is not good yeah we're just we just might say we don't see how it connects to what we're doing right at this moment Mm. doesn't mean it can't be used later doesn't mean it's ugly um and it and it honestly like no one around here i've ever seen great anything that's ugly but (laughs) (laughs) but like you know like yeah i've never felt like someone's ever been like oh well you're you know your graphic is ugly you should delete it and start all over, you know, like I usually they come into a space and they'll say, they'll give suggestions of what they think might help to elevate whatever it is I was doing. Like, okay, I see the direction you're going. Here is some ideas that you can take or leave to make it better. And usually I take that and I'm like, Oh, that's a great idea. Let me try that. And then it turns out that it actually was a good idea. So like, it's, there's a line about of humility because on one end you don't want to be the person that is criticizing you want to critique mm-hmm. and then on the on the other end of the spectrum as you're receiving those things you've got to be humble enough to say to think to yourself this person cares about my growth as an individual who is pursuing creativity so i have to take that try it at least and if i don't like it i don't like it right. but at least I've tried
1: it. Yeah. Well, and so, I think in yeah. in doing that, you not only accomplish humility, you accomplish honor because you've honored the yeah. relationship. and said, like, look, you've earned the right to speak into this process. Yeah. I, wa- I want to honor you. And I want to, I want to see how your ideas would, like you said, elevate. I think that's key or a key. Yeah. At least. like, yeah, there's so many things I'm taking away from this. Uh, there's, <laughs> I, do we want to elevate the, uh, you know, cause like me bringing you down doesn't bring me up. It, Correct. In order for me to bring you down, I would have had to be below you. Yeah. And that that just that doesn't help anybody.
0: Yeah.
1: But, but I think you know, like I'm gonna honor you in the process of giving weight to your words. Um, man, that's so good. Okay, I've got a few more things, and then I want to do faith. <laughs> um, th- this I I think this could be an it could be a positive if if we can get there, and I'm sure we will. Um, what is the biggest threat? to the creative community in the church today?
0: Um, I'm going to circle back around and say that it's pride. I think pride is the biggest threat. I think if you, yeah, I think if you are, uh, if you think that you are so good at something that you cannot be critiqued are you and nobody else can add value to your growth and your process then you've you've met oh. the end of your rope you are at your you have put a ceiling on your growth you cannot grow anymore mm. and that's the biggest threat because you can look around in the church world and there's just a bunch of people i mean at this point there's just a bunch of people copying all the in my opinion, the people who are actually spearheading creativity in church, <laughs> right? Um, and I'd so you just you. have a bunch of people cre- recreating things that other people have are doing, um, mm-hmm. and uh, not really pushing the envelope in a lot of ways. And that's and that, in my opinion, is due to people not having enough humility on both sides, not just the creative person. But also the people who are receipt like the other people on staff or the other people are part of whatever business or church that are on the other side of creativity where they're asking for pe- things to be created have to be open minded enough to allow a creative to try something different, um, to do something that may be a little bit off, you know, a little bit different than what, you know, would be normal. You know, otherwise wow. nobody's growing. Um, and nobody's happy and uh so i think everybody has the people in general just have to learn how to put aside their pride in order for growth to take place hmm. write that down use it for your relationship use it for your job <laughs> use it for your church i mean that's yeah. that is it wow i was i did not think that that would be your i mean i
1: i didn't think it wouldn't be your answer did you like that spin around I was, geez, <laughs> that was clever so a lot of people, after we do these, they'll like hang out and they'll and they're like, man, that was actually way more difficult than I thought it was. And I was like, yeah, but you killed it like that. <laughs> that's, that's good, man. Um, okay. Let me pivot, uh, for just a little bit. Um, you are engaged to the I lovely am. Whitney. Yes. Right. What are some things that, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe to the person who's listening, who's had love and lost it, or who hasn't had love yet, or whatever. What are some things we should look for in our better half? What are what are some things that that we should be seeking out? Um, I think marriage is the most creative thing God ever designed.
0: That's a word. <laughs> so write that down. Yeah. So, yeah
1: t- tweet it. But yeah, what what are tweet some it, things yeah. that, that Well, first of all, tell tell us about Whitney real quick. Give us your snapshot of Whitney.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm gonna give you my Snapchat, Snapchat snap shot of <laughs> Whitney and um, I am going to, and it honestly fits the answer to your question too probably a little bit. Um, Whitney is um, my fiance. We uh, got engaged about a couple of months ago. Uh, it's been awesome. Uh, we are getting married in September um, and we can't wait. Uh, she lives in, Col- in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and I live in Knoxville, Tennessee. It is a long distance relationship. Um, so um, it's, it has its challenges, but um, it is worth it because Whitney is uh, the most caring, loving, um, forgiving, uh, gracious and generous people that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, she loves Jesus with all of her heart. She loves me. Um, and she loves her family and her friends, and uh, those are all things that I don't, you know, that sometimes can be hard to find all of those things in one person, but Mm -hmm. I have been blessed to find all of those things, and um, I couldn't be any more, like, thankful to God for sending me somebody who is so um, in tune with Him and with His Holy Spirit, and it's just great. Mm,
1: Love that. So if we are We're looking for our better half. We want to look for somebody who loves Jesus, A, who loves us and and cares for us. And then if you could give me just like a general, so like not everybody's as fantastic as Whitney. Um, And if there are some things, like let's say we got a top three outside of loves Jesus and loves you, what are some things that that we can look for in a spouse to be like, hey, they've got to be this, this, and this?
0: Uh, How they treat other people.
1: Oh, okay. Um, because, how well? but, well? yes. not, well, because how they treat other people. Do they tip well? Yes.
0: Well, because how they treat other people speaks volumes about how they'll treat you. Mm. Because anybody can, anybody can fake um, treating someone well and being nice for a season. But if you pay attention to how they treat people, like their family um, mm. and their friends, uh, then you will get a you'll get a little glimpse of how they'll treat you. Yeah. So love um, Jesus, love so you,
1: treat Jesus others well. You. Treat it's others
0: well. Um, gosh. Uh, it's hard. Yeah. Are they generous?
1: Oh, okay.
0: Do oh, they I... give up? Do they give up their time and resources um, for Jesus and for other people? Again, that kind of fits, but that's kind of, it's different, but it also still fits underneath that same, uh, the way they treat people. Mm. Um, And then um, how do they handle, how they handle conflict, I think, is another thing. And these are all, and I'm sharing things that are all character qualities, because oftentimes I feel like we um, make relationships way too physical. Yeah, yeah when really what matters is the character of somebody. And don't get me wrong, Whitney is the most beautiful woman that I've ever seen and laid eyes on in my life. Mm. But that is not the only thing that makes Whitney valuable.
1: Right. Well, and I I was going to circle back to, so like, okay, so you got love Jesus, love you, treat others well, be generous and handle conflicts well. Mm. For those listening, none of those five things are physical characteristics. Yeah. The, we have so many, I don't know. I said it maybe a few weeks ago that, you know, we have people, students come in and be like, oh, I love him. I love, like you, you're 12. Calm down. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> they, you know, whatever, like they might look good in the bathing suit right now, but like if they're mean or if they're yeah. exclusive or if they're yeah. Un, unapproachable or if they're hot like that that is, is not worth yeah. it like you you can't yeah. you can't be pretty enough to handle those things yeah I, I so appreciate that so we have a segment how we wrap this up called faves and I have a few things I have about five or six things and so what we're gonna do uh, by the way Whitney when you hear this um, know that I'm praying for you in your marriage and uh, the church is praying for you guys in your marriage and um, you guys uh, marriage is a hard thing, but it's a good thing. And I'm, I'm grateful. I remember you and I talking about that a few times who, who, yeah. you know, how, who are we going to find, where, where are we going to find yeah. her? And, and so yeah. I'm so glad, um, and excited to to know you and know that, that the Lord has, has done this, uh, and you guys, but we have a segment called faves. And so, um, I'm going to say something and you have, you know, first, first thing that pops in your head, that's what you, right. That's your favorite thing. And, um, yeah. If we'll dive into it a little bit if it's a little wonky or, or or if it's just fun right so i'll start off easy uh what's your favorite ice cream flavor
0: cookies and cream but oh. a fact that you should know is that i don't actually eat that much ice cream because i have sensitive teeth and it's just more painful than it is worth in my opinion to eat it but,
1: but when if, i do if you gotta and cream. eat it cookies and cream what brand
0: yeah oh i don't know you don't know i, don't I yeah i don't know
1: so, do you remember uh, Mother Road Market here in Tulsa? Yeah, the, the food. Okay, so they got this place that Big Dipper Creamery. I okay. will throw down on some honey <laughs> lavender ice cream. I don't need ice cream either. I mean, I, I like yeah. ice cream, but like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, but man, well, you've all,
0: been running. You've been running stream. and trying trying to stay healthy and all that good stuff. So you can't eat ice cream, <laughs> man. If they if they
1: come out with like a health like a legitimately healthy ice cream, they're like yeah. I'm not going to gain four pounds by sniffing. <laughs> Man, but I will throw down on some big tip on Big Dipper, Honey Lavender. Again, we're not sponsored by anybody here, but Big Dipper, if you're hearing this, call your boy. Um, what, this one, this one may be a little bit harder. Um, what is your favorite worship
0: song out right now? Oh, my gosh. OK, so this is all the rave, but Elevation and um, Maverick City release an album together yeah and my favorite song on that one is probably one that isn't really as popular as let me guess let me guess one.
1: million little miracles no dang but it. i okay. do like
0: that one too that's a great um one. it's it's the song used to this by naomi oh, yeah. and brandon lake and it is literally i think i listen to it like three or four times a day because i like it. it's it's literally so good it's mm-hmm. just the idea of getting you like you being in the presence of the holy spirit and then just being you like i could get used to this like That's i could sit right here and be used to that. Like, crazy. Is that is that enough you know crazy like, it's nothing if you have nothing else you can't create anything you can't have a girlfriend you can't have a boyfriend you can't be married like you can't like is that enough so good
1: i i have haven't listened to it listen to it yeah like my <laughs> my uh heart has been stirred heavily by that album Um, I know that like my kids so we love uh, wait on you my kids Mm, love that song so Micah he's still you know uh, struggling to speak a little bit he's got the speech impediment and we are um, I don't even know like how how it happened but he has been able to say like uh, was I'm gonna wait on you I'm gonna wait on you I've tasted Mm -hmm. your goodness I'm trusting your promise and so now he'll i'm about to like get emotional talk. i don't ever get emotional but like so whenever that part comes on he always asks for that song and he can say those words really well but then he says you know wait on the lord wait on the lord he will renew your strength uh, so wait i pray like he says those, this is like the first song he's ever sung like he he can't yeah. do that like physically like my son can't do that and he's okay. he just turned two earlier this month and when that album came out we started listening to you know they, they found that song and liked it but also to your point, I was reading in Ezekiel today, Ezekiel 9, it says the glory of God of Israel ascended from his usual place above the cherubim angels, moved to the threshold of the temple and called to the man with the writing case who was dressed in linen. And it was uh, about um, the angel of the Lord of the Lord himself putting the mark on people in Ezekiel. And I just thought it was because I'm reading it in the message, and I and I never really read the message, but this year and last year I've been reading through the message, um, and it says the glory of God, the glory of the God of Israel ascended from His usual place above the chair of yeah. angels. And I just thought like I, that's exactly what I thought. Like I I need to start getting better at being used to this, like yeah. like the Lord being what well, he wants to right communion was his idea yes right yep. and we use it as yep. a sacrament with bread and wine and we're like no it was yeah. it's person communion
0: person. is a daily person-to-person situation it Come can be on. a daily person me and god communing together can be daily mm-hmm. it could be something that you're used to Bishop Flowers. Oh, so good. Um, From the right Reverend Reginald. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right Reverend Reginald. I have uh, on the same line, what's your favorite scripture, one you've held on to for, for forever? You just oh got gosh
0: always. Wait, I actually am going to share this one because it has just become my favorite one and I'm about to me- memorize it. Okay. But uh, I was looking at it today and my mentor shared it with me and I was like, wow, this is so good. And it kind of fits along Let the same guess, lines. We Leviticus
1: 1911.
0: No dang it o for oh, two. Luke, it's luke eleven thirteen. 13 okay if you then though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father in heaven give the holy spirit to those who ask him mm. how much so i've more? been on i've really been on this kick lately about like abiding in the presence of god and abiding in his spirit and not just visiting with it or like, you mm. know, like, oh, all of a sudden I want to feel the spirit. So I'm going to turn on a worship song, or I'm going to like sit Man. down and read the word. But how do we go all day, you know, in the presence of the Holy Spirit and abiding in it, you know, mm. and not just and not just going in and, you know, like visiting whenever we feel like it or whenever it's convenient for us. Mm. So that's kind of where I'm at in life. kind of Such that a. Out.
1: Such a good verse too. like, if if we who who think that what we're giving is good, and it really I don't know, I, I was reading uh, john Steinbeck, he says, even, even the best of men are the worst of Adam. Yep. Like, and I just, I don't know, I, I just kind of think of, or like, he, he'll say in East of Eden. Um, We've never met, we've never met a son of Abel, only sons of Cain. And yet even some of them are kind. I just, I just think that's so, so profound. Okay. Um, Whitney, you're going to give another shout out. What's your favorite part about Whitney? Favorite thing about Whitney? One thing.
0: I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep it light this time. And it is going to be something physical. I really love her blue eyes. Oh, really, really beautiful blue eyes. And I'm a fan and I can look at them all day. <laughs> so that's, there's your, there's your one physical thing, guys.
1: I like it. I like it. <laughs> look, look at the eyes. Cause the eye, the, is the, eye the heart, what is your um, favorite part of living in Knoxville? Besides the fact that um, United pursuit is like right up the road.
0: They are right up the road, but you know, they are not as um, involved as a band anymore so they don't right. do a lot here right. anymore they used to do like every um,
1: tuesday we were up yeah there, but, mm-hmm. yeah that was those yeah. were good
0: times um so we're trying to create something um not the same as that but we're trying to create like a young adult situation here uh about yeah. the 1825 which you know shameless plug um sure. I mean, nobody you know if you live in knoxville we have a ministry called 1825 is for Individuals who are young adults are in college between the ages of 18 really to like 28. Should um, be 18 to 25. And well, it is, but we, you know, <laughs> but but you. it wouldn't be fair to say that because I'm 28 and I'm a part of it, even yeah. though I'm a, lead, I'm a leader, but still. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, but right. I would say my favorite thing about Knoxville is. Uh, And the food and the coffee are really good.
1: Coffee is really good in Knoxville. I hate Knoxville. I don't like Tennessee. I'm a, or I don't like like the Vols. I'm a big South Carolina Gamecocks fan. I can't stand that gross orange, but (laughs) there's like four coffee shops in Knoxville that I would fly to tomorrow.
0: Yeah. There are some really good coffee shops here. There are also some really good ones in Tulsa though. I lived there. There were some good, there are some good ones there.
1: That's true. Double shot forever. Again, we're not sponsored by anything, but double shot. I've shouted y'all <laughs> like eight times and no one's reached <laughs> out to me. So my
0: favorite coffee shop here is Jack's, Jack's Coffee. It's all Jack's because um, they also have like dry goods and plants and yeah. coffee and food. So it's kind of like a Jack of all trades type of situation. <laughs> so they call it Jack's Coffee. There so the joke, go. the running joke is that, you know, who is Jack? Like they'll just be like, "Who is Jack?" Yeah,
1: I, I want Who's to talk Jack? to him. Yeah. But you're drinking it. <laughs> if a dude named Jack comes up and asks for your coffee, you got to give it to him. It's apostrophe it s him. for free. It but, <laughs> well, it's it's like it's like Reese's. If, if some if or Reese's like if some guy comes up to me and says like, "Hey, I need the peanut butter cups." My name is Reese. I'm like, "Oh, well, like I'm legally obliged to give them to you because they're yours."
0: Yes, it's apostrophe exactly.
1: s. It's possessive. Yes. So, yeah. All right, two oh more. Gosh. Two more. Um, and these are more lighthearted. What is your favorite thing about life? Just one thing. Like this is the coolest part about life in general. As a 28 year old in America, crazy things are happening. We're seeing things weird all around. Like there's some weird stuff going on in America, but what's your favorite part about life?
0: Um, my favorite part about life is honestly just like community. I mean, I feel like I could talk about it all day. I could, you know, I'm always trying to get people plugged into some kind of community. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm always encouraging people to be in community and like the real genuine type, not like, oh, get in a small group, like please get in a small group, but also like let's actually be friends and let's actually like talk about life and share life with each other. So I think that's my favorite part about life, mm. right now at the age that I'm at.
1: Yeah, people, the people around you, oftentimes they make the life worth living. Yep, that's that's good. And there's so much shallow connection, not just yes. in the church but everywhere where it's like, no, like come and eat at my table. Yes. And like come and play with my kids and like come and drink good coffee and and, yes. and eat good food. Last yeah. one, don't let me down, man. What is your favorite episode of Friends?
0: Oh, gosh. Gosh, I've watched that show so much, but I, okay. Our favorite Um,
1: scene. I put scene or episode, but whichever one. Don't let me down.
0: There is an (laughs) episode. Gosh. I mean, I've watched it, but I don't know that I pay enough attention to, to it. To like know a favorite scene, I I do remember the scene. I I'm just thinking of a bunch of random stuff, but I don't know that they. Well, that's, that the whole, happened, that's the whole. That's the whole show. Know. The show is random. The whole. Show. Um, okay, no, I got it. Yes. So there's an episode where Chandler gets offered a job in Tulsa, Oklahoma Come on. <laughs> and i I would take you to paris i was dead (laughs) i was deceased i was actually living in tulsa when i watched that episode and i was like you gotta be kidding me i did not think anybody even knew what tulsa was oh my
1: goodness so for those of you who Uh. don't know chandler gets a job in tulsa and he told monica (laughs) he was gonna go to paris and he's like hey well Tulsa is like the Paris of Oklahoma, or of the Midwest, or whatever. Yeah. And I, I was so I like Friends. I love Friends, and I was just watching it. And I saw that episode the other day. I was like, man, Chandler, there are so many things wrong about that statement, but like yeah. I respect it. That's good. No, well, Reggie, man, we I love you. We love you. I'm so grateful for you and for your heart and and the fact that you're in ministry and that that um I know there's so many things to look forward to. Um, I know it's been hasn't always been easy but man like you're still here and um, the lord has been good to you and so if there is one final thing you could leave to the youth of the generation or to this generation or whatever um what would it be
0: um it's going to be this simple it's going to be um don't listen to what other people say Uh, don't listen to what other people call you um but only listen to what God calls you, mm. what God thinks about you and what he calls you, the names that he calls you by the character that he gives you. That's what matters more than the character and the names and the things that other people will say about you. Mm. Um, yeah.
1: It's a good word. Reggie, we appreciate you, man. And I'm going to put all your uh, contact info in the show notes so that some of our people can reach out to you and um, awesome. hopefully a shower you with love man. But all yeah. right, Reggie, thanks so much
0: for stopping by, dude. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. See ya.